Recognize that some part of your attention is hearing these words. And whatever softer state is within you, there is no need to reinvent yourself to come out of it. Your functioning mind will take care of participating. See if something can stay dissolved. There's no need for a full-on contraction into storyland. really aren't that important. So often we believe them into existence. We give them importance and weight and value. And that makes them seem very valid and need to be taken seriously. much gentler. When we don't contract around story, we do what needs to be done with the awareness that we're just moving furniture around really. Nothing is hugely serious unless we make it so. Life is going to happen anyway. 
was destined to happen cannot be avoided. We can tweak the furniture a bit, but not so much, really. There's a freedom in that. The body-mind organism isn't you. It's just a, another version of a species Imagining itself to be real and taking itself very seriously. The human species can be very sophisticated. And can be very ignorant in the same breath. programmed to make itself feel important then everything else is taken seriously from there it's just a species that you as pure consciousness is getting a local view of manifestation through the species. So you as pure consciousness, part of what you manifest is the body-mind, the character. So that you can look around, so that you can see manifestation from within the game. There's nothing lost or nothing gained by the game of life. It flows on its own, mostly. But you can know that you're not the body-mind. That's just the vehicle through which you can experience, have a local viewing point, that's all. And that local viewing point will stop for all of the species that are sitting here right now. It will stop someday. Just like it started one day. And that's okay too.
We seem to want to cling to what we know. But sometimes what we know isn't the truth at all. It's just what we know. And we find comfort in that. Because it's familiar. open to what is unknown. Be open to what can't be known. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Uh, picking up from what you were saying, uh, this body mind is getting pretty close to stopping. And you've also talked about that which cannot be, be known. Um, for which there are just no words. I'd like to go back to that exercise yesterday uh, where we were encouraged to drop the concept of space. Yes. And um, I was very puzzled by the experiential effects of that um, because somehow what I was doing was, or what was happening was that the body sensations would break, the, as I said yesterday, the boundary, skin boundary, and, but they were floating in vastness, the vastness. <laughs> and so was the bark of the dog and the sound of the bird and the, mm. <laughs> the view of the flower. Everything, anything coming through the sense of just floating, vast. Mm. Or as the Buddha say, emptiness. <laughs> and then vastness, emptiness was... 
and then meditation after that. <laughs> so I say different. <laughs> um, and I guess all there was was deep knowing. Okay. That's all that was left. So, and then, yeah. So, so you're saying when the, the concept of vastness or space went, then there was no context for the sensations or the, the anything. view, anything to be held. Yeah. There was no location. There was yeah. nothing. Even though the location wasn't anchored because they used to just float in there. Yeah. Okay. So without space, vump. Boom. Yeah. Nada. <laughs> Nada. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yes. And... Uh, And mind didn't create any other substitute. That's what's interesting. Because mind usually will run another story. Oh, there's something else now. You know, intimacy, or there's love, or there's something. And it's like, okay, okay, there's another one we'll have to whip out, you know? (laughs) It stopped. It stopped, yeah. Yeah. Or else, else, you know, when, when mind presents something else, to know that mind just wants something else, another concept to, to anchor itself, to stay yeah. there. But, but yes, when there's just space of where mind is no longer picked up to be brought with you, mm-hmm. where perception can recede to that point. And it can. Perception can go where mind can't. You know, and it's more that perception is integrated as part of that which is prior to the, the, the thinking mind, the conscious mind, the perceiving mind. Mm-hmm. There's another capacity. It's integrated in that. Yeah. The okay. mind. It's integrated in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's integrated in capital T. That. Yeah, as you were saying, it's just this is just the, the man glimpse of the manifestation. Yes. Yeah. Which well I'd like to talk, this is leading me into, at this, this point, okay, this, whatever it is. Um, I'd like to talk about bhakti. I guess that's what, what the, where the question is. Yes. Um, I've always been... Um, fully accepting of the Hindu tradition that there are two main paths to the top of the mountain, Yani and Bhakti. And it was clear that this body-mind was definitely Yani, at least it was conditioned to be Yani. Yes. And that was the way up the mountain. And then the tradition says, once at the top of the mountain, all the paths converge. You know, there could be seven others or something, but they converge. And uh, so, this is just absolutely fascinating because I see a lot of bhakti over there. Uh, and when we're in Costa Rica, you were talking about that what you would be saying was mold me, break me, take me, 
used me. Your first recorded chant was Awaken Me. And I think you said that once that your first teacher in Spain was more bhakti. Yes. So you know something about bhakti. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a two of you there. And, uh, and just to give, in case these terms aren't familiar with somebody, bhakti is devotion. It's just when you're, you're it's the path of surrender where you're, you, you don't fight, but you kneel down in front of that which, that which knows more, whatever that is. And the jnani path is the path of self-knowledge, of finding out who you are, what you are. So they're just two terms in case somebody isn't familiar. Yeah. So, so I guess, I guess in a way, my, my conclusion, nothing, what's happening now yes. is, is just go with it. Because it's so against the yoni, the yoni. And here he is, <laughs> yes. confronted with this. I mean, I was just looking at that, at that flower uh, when my eyes were open. And then suddenly I saw Buddha holding up the flower. And Buddha would never get involved in any of these uh, Indian, uh, you know, intellectual uh, discussions. He said he wouldn't go there. And uh, Dean, Dean said, you know, Lao Tzu wouldn't go there either. And, and Zen Buddhism doesn't go there. Um, But I'm attracted to the Christian bhakti tradition, which is interesting. It's very interesting. Yes, that is. Yes. That seems, I mean, you can do it through the, you know, the Far, far Eastern ones. But uh, there's not so much a Christian tradition, it's the, what I call the Middle East tradition uh, of, uh, of Jesus of Nazareth, or I say Yeshua. Galilee, a great master. Uh, you know, he was always talking in, in parables, mm-hmm. in poems, mm-hmm. in poetry. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't going there either. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and, and this recently discovered Gospel of Thomas is providing the key to his true original teachings. Yes. And there may be the Early Muhammad was like that before he became a warlord. Everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Rumi. Mm-hmm. And in the West, we have the Teze tradition. Mm-hmm. And their basic state's motto is um, when words and thoughts come to an end, there is silent wonder and devotion. Mm-hmm. But, but then it's getting a little weird because yesterday morning <laughs> I was, instead of the flower, it was on that form over in that chair. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, <laughs> then I was sort of seeing, going in the Indian tradition, came back to me because of the, my immersion in that. Um, there was, there was Shakti, there was Kali, there was Durga. But then, then there was Mary Magdalene, which is 
somewhere it got really uh, seems very important. Um, And I find if I go to any devotional service, the, the, the churches in the West got the teachings of Yeshua or Jesus completely wrong. And all the, all the verbiage in their services is yes. sometimes yes. dangerous, it's not good, but it doesn't seem to matter because <laughs> there's devotion there. Yes. And Teze, there's devotion. And this whole question of, oh my God, what, what, what's happening here? This is duality, this is dualism, this is worship. I mean, you can't do that, you know. But what's happened is that the whole concept of non-duality or dualism is, so is that, is that it? I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just not there. Okay. And you can let loose. Well, I mean, go with the flow, I guess. Yes, okay. Mm. Yes, go with the flow, but also having a knowing, I suppose, or being open to an understanding of, <coughs> is there something to be learned here, or is this, you know, do I have to learn something from this, or is this an, an organic evolution of where my path is going? That's it, because, uh, you know, it's the top of, you know, it's, it's, it's not a path anymore. It's not a path. No. Yeah. It's just... Um, it's wonder, awe. Ah, okay. Silent wonder, admiration, awe, or in the Kashmiri uh, spirituality, they, they talk about wonder, delight, and astonishment. It's just woo. Yes. Yeah. And where in the the trajectory of pure consciousness that manifests as the Patrick character? Where does the the bhakti, the devotion, kick in, and is it devotion from Patrick to a form or an image? Or okay, no. All right. No. So, can you find where it kicks in? It just started to happen. <laughs> um, in the little church that uh, I'd go to back home in the small, small little Canadian town way off the end of a ferry ride, you've been there. Uh-huh. We have in different services, and one is extremely traditional, and it's the one that I was brought up in, and it's got ancient language, you know, old English yes. in it, not Latin, yes. <laughs> but old English, and 
And then there's another later service, which is all modern, with modern languages, and they're trying to adjust to the modern viewpoints. Okay. I went to that, that service, and wow, because I was brought up in it, woo! There was, there was no problem with the words. It was it's sort of a deeper knowing yes. underneath. Yes. So, and it just kicked in. Yeah, 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 that's it. So it the, concepts, the concepts just didn't grab you it at all. It what the words It's the yeah. energy that was underneath it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting, you know, how religions... You know, seem to divert some something that was uh, sacred and pure and and came from total integrity mm-hmm. in its origin. But almost always, the integrity wins out. If we can get through the concepts, the integrity was never tainted. That's good. Yes, it was never tainted. Actually, yes. it's always been there. It's always been there. Hasn't we? You it know, can't be tainted. It can't be tainted. Yeah. You know, even if it goes underground and gets lost, it's it's actually there. It's mm-hmm. it's there, just just waiting for. Well, not waiting, but an, another vehicle will come when it's when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 allow us to to taste what was originally underpinning, and it's it's like it's also the same imagery, I suppose, or the. Um, a, a metaphor for what happens with ourselves when we step out of the way as as individual characters, individual personalities. When we step out of that way, out of the way, then the integrity that is our essence, our true nature, it, it's there all along. We just put a layer on top of it and try to do better and improve on it, but it's there all along. It's always there. But we don't trust it. We don't. We think we can do better. We're, we're, you know, we think we have to trust it, and we develop these tools between ourselves and that which is deeper from the deeper knowing. You know, but we, you know, we're not real. What we imagine is ourselves is not real at all. It's only we imagine it into reality. So, so that which moves through us is the only authentic thing. You know, it's the only authentic thing. You know, and it's it's the same trajectory that you're finding that has love, devotion, love in it. It's the same energy. You know, that's the word that that comes, love. Yeah, like swimming in the sea of love. Yes, that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. love underpins all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the sea of love. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and I often kind of say that love is movement, and it's weird because conceptually it might make sense because because movement, you know, it's like yeah, but yeah, but movement, moving the bottle of water from here to there, that I mean, that, it doesn't make sense. But it's actually that which allows that which allows uh, flow, change. That which is flow or change or. If you can think of movement in a non-clinical, practical way, that actually is what love is. I, I, I just can't explain that very well. But it's, it's, well, the energy is a word that's used, but it's movement. Yes, it's, it's actually... You see, if, if energy was static, I wonder would that be love. Mm-hmm. Inherent, inherent in love is movement, mm-hmm. is flow, is that... And you see, in this dimension, everything is moving all the time. It's always moving. Everything is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing that is 
changing, the movement itself, that's what the love is. That's what love is. Mm. But our body-mind mechanism responds to it by it feeling safer, it feels good, we can open, we can relax into it, we yearn for it, we we have this whole relationship with that. But actually it's just that it's an innate, mm. innate primal aspect of consciousness. It flows through. That there is movement. Yes. Yeah, it flows through. It flows. It does flow. Mm. And so every movement is actually about love, but it's like, okay, if you drop in to the concept, through the concepts of movement and find the essence of it, you'll find love. You'll find love. Do you see? You know? That's... And that's when the tears come. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Buddha, no, the Dalai Lama and, all, and his students uh, was at a workshop, and this, this Buddhist nun said, you know, you guys, this was 20 years ago, or more, 25 years ago. He says, you guys have got to go back to your own tradition. And uh, I can see what the Dalai Lama yes. is up to there. Yes. Because the Indian traditions, they were fascinating and interesting. And it was great to go to ashrams and dance and, yes. and uh, do all these pujas and artis. Yes. Was, was was really fun. Yes. And even Tibetan Buddhism, I mean, they're really wild with their rituals. Yes. yes. But uh, it never felt right. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, it's good to kind of touch into another space of where you can explore what God is or what truth is or what, what that integrity is, you know, mm-hmm. love, really. It's interesting to, that we jump ship, you know. We, we do go into other cultures because simply because we don't have baggage there. We just don't have the baggage because we weren't reared in, in where it was enforced mm. or where it was misunderstood. We don't have the baggage. We can go in as adults and taste it and find what is pure in it much mm-hmm. easier. But yes, there is definitely value in, in clearing up if you were reared with a religion, in clearing that up in order to like actually the essence of this Taste the essence of that again. It's the very same that you went looking in other lands for. Mm-hmm. It's the very yes. same. Mm-hmm. It's the very same. It's the same in, in, in integrity. You know, the same message is there at that integrity layer mm-hmm. underneath, you know? So if there's an urge to worship, worship. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's just you, it's just you worshipping you anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. It ah, just flows through. That's it. Yeah, it's just you worshipping what you are. It's, it's just, you worshipping you. Absolutely, it's just, yeah. your, your, it's just a cycle running through manifestation, but it's consciousness, worshipping consciousness. Yeah. That's why it feels pure and clean and clear and that's why the concepts of religion can't touch it you know it's, it's because it's no longer running through the, the conditioned story it's just consciousness loving consciousness which yeah. is the most natural thing in the world yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no Patrick no there's no Patrick There never and there never was. <laughs> no, there never was. No, there never was. 
<laughs> this reminds me of the, of the first time that uh, I met you, probably five years ago. And uh, you started pulling away, like, the, there was concept, and there was an arch of concepts. And you started pulling away the, <laughs> the stones in the arch. <laughs> and you finally pulled away the keystone. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. <laughs> I'm glad I got to you in time. <laughs> <laughs> now if I can get up. Sure that the chair doesn't fall off the edge. Okay, very good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about concepts, um, the conversation we were having and the group was having about uh, pre-consciousness yesterday. Um, prior to consciousness. Yes. Yeah. Prior to consciousness. Yeah. Um, really um, set my mind um, speculating and looking at different con- uh, uh, concepts, and so it was. It was really, um, it was really interesting, and there was some resistance to, to that. And I said, "Oh wow, this is really good." Then she's really jiggled up my concepts okay. um, uh, a little bit, and so f- first on the on the conceptual. In the, concept, in, in the conceptual realm. Because I just, on that level, I want to understand what at least you're pointing to or what you're trying to say. You've used the terms prior to consciousness, consciousness, pure consciousness, mm-hmm. um, silence, reality, ultimate reality. Um, so as all those terms come out, um, is there a dis- are you making distinctions or are you saying the same thing with different words and if you are making um, if you are making a distinction then I'd like to follow from that to try to um, at least see if I understand the distinction you're making yeah okay so generally pure consciousness and consciousness and awareness and the absolute and capital R reality are the same thing. Mm-hmm. For, for most people who do this work, yeah. We, we, we tend to interchange those and gravitate towards, towards one of them. Um, par- although, although I'm asking about you, not most people. Pardon? I'm asking about you, what sure. you mean, rather than what most people mean. Okay, make. but, but uh, I don't use awareness much, but all the others are, would, mm-hmm. would move in and out. Right. Consciousness or pure consciousness, same thing. Uh, capital R reality mm-hmm. or ultimate reality, absolute. Okay, and so, so that's what, what most teachings will, will, will get you to. And that's enlightenment, that's awakening, mm-hmm. you know? Cap- capital T, truth. Um, getting to see that which is the 
are getting to abide in the stillness that is prior to all of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that, that you are not the individual that you mm-hmm. thought you were. But that's just a functioning aspect. So, so from that position, that backdrop of the absolute, um, a refinement continues to happen where any blind spots in the body-mind mechanism in the character get resolved, get show up. Because what continues to happen is that different aspects of, of how the matrix works shows itself. Just, just different realizations tend to continue. But mystery goes. And mystery disappears when we go prior to, to, to what is the, the landing place for enlightenment or awakening. What happens then is that there, we, we break down the, the layers, the building blocks of consciousness, the components that need to be in place in order for consciousness to manifest. And so the, the first big step, and this is where, where non-duality doesn't go, the first big step is that all identity with the absolute, with God, with truth, with I am that, like capital T, I am that, all identity with that has to go. So, so the concept of identity has to break down. So as we pull back, time will have been loose at this point anyway. It will be seen to be just a concept. Time goes, space goes, the idea of existing, what is existent, mm-hmm. existence itself. These break also. Now, I'm, now I run out of words, mm-hmm. but I can point. Mm-hmm. And the, the last concept that I use there is like prior to consciousness. And the mind will come up against a wall. It's like, how can you be conscious of prior to consciousness? And it's like, you will no longer be using consciousness. It's not even consciousness. Prior to consciousness doesn't use consciousness. And that seems to be like a conundrum for the mind. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. But when it shows itself, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Sense, I don't know if sense is the right word, but it shows itself to be non-phenomenal, non-numinal, but yet that prior to consciousness is a legitimate pointer. Mm -hmm. So in what you're pointing to in prior to consciousness can be known in some way. Y- yeah, yeah. Y- exactly. And I'm thinking, is there a better word than no? no. Is there a better? And I'm like, no, I'd be just replacing other words. There. No. Y- yes. <laughs> right. Right. So if, if one brought this back all the way, and I'll use the, we'll use your term prior to consciousness, would it be fair to say, um, or would this be an accurate description that? Everything has its roots in it, but I am not dependent on anything. In other words, changeless its own its own cause. Changeless. Changeless 
and, and its own cause. Its own cause. You'll find that at the layer of, of the absolute. At the absolute. Yeah, you'll find all of those things that can be named and those things that are written. You'll find those right. in pure consciousness at that layer. Okay. So in pre-consciousness, basically... Prior. But just pre- I keep pulling up on okay. pre-consciousness because that term means something in psychology. It means something in other schools. So right, it's, right, okay. It's just, I guess, the PR are together right, okay. and pre and prior. So okay. It's just a slip. But so in prior to consciousness, it's really the pointer to, to dropping all identifications, all concepts of even what the absolute is. That would have happened before prior, yes. Uh-huh. That's what happens after the absolute and before the breakdown, the edge okay. of consciousness, let's okay. say. There is okay, so if... What I'm describing in your column, let's say, pure consciousness or absolute reality um, stems from prior to consciousness. Can we say then that absolute reality is dependent upon prior to consciousness? Because prior, prior to consciousness doesn't need absolute reality, but absolute reality needs prior to consciousness. I'm just trying to... Yeah, flush I'm, out I'm, if there's a dependent, you know, if your, your one first is dependent. sentence is where I go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. that um, prior to consciousness is a condition for consciousness, uh-uh, mm-hmm. no relationship, oh, okay. no relationship, only an imagined relationship for us because we, we, we tend to see things linearly, if you take away space, right. the line goes, mm-hmm. the linear goes, but I tend to, go, to kind of use that, go back, I tend to use use the analogy of space as, as an anchor in order to, um, to hold some context, to, to, to guide our perception back. But when space goes, that line goes. Mm-hmm. So, so there is no connection between prior to consciousness and consciousness. There's no dependency, there's nothing. So, so could one say that they're independent realities? And is that... Is, is that then are we saying that there's, there isn't one reality, but that there's multiple realities? There are multiple realities. Of course there are. Multiple dimensions. I mean, gosh, it's infinite. Manifestation is infinite. Well, I mean, Whereas prior to consciousness is not a manifestation. It's not a reality. Mm-hmm. It's neither real nor unreal. And it's, 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 it's like the real and unreal is like the dual and non-dual. And then you've got where something has neither condition of being yes or no, you know, and then you go prior to the existent thing and, and it, there, was, there was no suggestion of something even existing to, to be this or that or the opposite. So mm-hmm. we're talking about prior to all those things mm-hmm. and that's still consciousness. Going prior to that is still consciousness. Right. Yeah, right. it's like the building blocks of it. It's the raw materials of consciousness. Can you see what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I do, and I, I, I do. And um, I find it, in a way, satisfying um, mentally or for, from a conceptual point of view. That mind can't go there? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying it's something rings true about it. Okay. So where my, my mind is not trying to say, oh, but, or no, or... Parse. Do you okay. see what do you, do you see what I mean? It, okay. it kind of like rela- the the conversation has relaxed, um, uh, relaxed my mind. Okay. Uh, around it, 
Um, um, so on a moving from a, a, to another subject, um, you know, a lot of talk um, about the mind, and um, I, I know I, you enjoy the phrase "the mind is a liar," and it has its a it, it has its uh, a good effect, and I know your intended effect. And um, for me, I've rea- reacted to that a little bit, a little bit differently. In that, in my path, the as I would guess for most people, the mind was very adversarial with itself for a long time. And as the as I've relaxed more and more, and realized more and more that I'm not my mind, that I'm not. Uh, mentation that the body mind arises um, in me it's allowed me to become much softer much softer and much friendlier um, uh, with my mind so there was almost like a little indignation you know about no I, I, I've been down in my mind for such a long time you know and I, I sort of embrace it it's at least speaking about my mind I find it very clever sometimes and very <laughs> Very enjoyable, very funny. It's good for it's good for um, a lot of laughs. It's a great it's a great problem. Uh-huh. It's a great problem solver. I love the way creativity, when it bubbles up, kind of signals through the mind. And um, so I I have found for me more recently. Just an okayness with whatever the mind presents, and even if the mind presents like chatter or it's loud or attachment, it's like wow, or that's okay. It's more kind of an ah, ah, okay. Even even when I'm caught, and and sometimes sometimes I look at that and say, well, you know, that could be a subtle form of you know, a subtle form of denial or a subtle form of suppression. And maybe sometimes it is, because sometimes if, you know, it, an aha maybe doesn't work and with a little bit more insight, I can see a real contraction or, a, you know, a fear or a pain or something like that. But, you know, but that's, that's okay. That's okay too. And, and it's like... You know, you, on the line, and you, you were talking about subtle lines, that if you have to, for me, if I'm picking a default position, coming from an adversarial, the mind having an adversarial relationship with itself, I'd much rather err towards the side of gentleness, even if perhaps subtle suppression goes on once in a while, you know, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not sure. And so... That's kind of been working. Okay. Work, working for me, and I can just. Okay, stall the ball, stall the ball, stall the ball. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So, so you're hearing mind is a liar from, from the pattern of, of moving out of an adversarial relationship with your mind. That's not the context in which that sentence is being offered. Right. So mind is a liar is, is actually, if, if, if it goes, oh my God, it is, 
that's what I was tapping into. For someone to recognize the true nature of mind, it actually cannot tell the truth. It can't access the truth. It actually cannot. And that's, that's, like, a, that's like a coming home. It's just recognizing the true nature of mind. There's no judgment in it but because it's not a personal it's not a personal perspective. It's an unfolding of the true nature of mind. Mm-hmm. So where you're hearing it from is you having a relationship with your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm giving something that can only be seen from the impersonal and you're bringing it into the personal. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so, sure, absolutely embrace your mind and bring it in. You know, bring it into your heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and use it as a useful tool because when you're fighting your mind, that's 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 deeper still, you know. Because mind fights with mind. That's what that's mm-hmm. about. So when we get out of of trying to tackle the mind and rest with that, of course you're discovering that that's much a gentler place to be, and and there's much more fluidity for yourself in daily life from there. Of course, if you have to work with that for a while, that's great. Don't pick up mind as a liar if it reminds you of the adversarial relationship. Don't, mm-hmm. but. But somewhere, it will be seen that mind is a liar, but from the impersonal. And, and, then, and then, it's a beautiful thing. A liar is not negative. Mm-hmm. It's not negative. But when you take it personally, yes, it does look like it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, no I, I, I do see that. And, um, you know, and there's also a knowing that whatever whatever arises and then passes away is is not ultimately true and uh, a representation of something isn't isn't of itself um, you know, Patrick talked about bhakti a little bit it's um, it's it's very sweet it's very sweet to be a steward um, um, rather than an uh, adversary so I I hear what you're saying, and it's a it's a it's certainly a, a better place to be than to be an adversary. And um, but then again, I don't I, I don't think I'm objectifying it um, uh, by doing that. You know, the all the talk about prior to consciousness and, and consciousness, ultimately the letting go or aha is with the deep knowing that I have no idea what I'm letting go. Into you know I, I just I just don't know um, or the, yeah. the, in the in the sense through through the mental faculty through the conceptual faculty I don't have uh, I don't have access uh, I don't have access to that but in the very practical objective world I mean the result over the years and I would gather the result over the years for almost everyone sitting here is um, more joy less suffering. You know, more peace, less agitation. And then that ceases to become a marker mm-hmm. because that is still seeing something vis-a-vis the personal experience. Mm-hmm. And the personal experience ceases to become a marker. Mm-hmm. So all that you're saying, you still bring it back to the personal. Mm-hmm. Your reference point is still right. there. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, so seeing that you're not, mm-hmm. you're not this guy... Mm-hmm. Let that come. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat>
speaking of uh, reference point, um, I think the only way I can describe where, <laughs> there's not even a where, um, I've seen, um, I guess, a, a cartoon of the, the physicists who are trying to explain, of course, I don't have a clue what they're talking about, of a, a black hole, if you get near a black hole, and um, you're the person and you get stretched out, 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 until... That's the only way I can describe what's happening. Ah. Uh. Uh, it doesn't feel... Um, well, they're just not, there's just not any words. Um, just on a phenomenal level, you know, I, I came here um, with great uh, expectations, and all of a sudden I got flung back, and now I'm getting flung again because I can't stay where I am, but I have absolutely no, no landing spot. And it doesn't feel bad, but it doesn't feel good. It, it's like that black hole thing. Um, the only thing that um, uh, I guess is a, a grounding point is uh, when I play music. Yes. And sometimes I can play the same page or the same few measures a million times. It's the only thing that is... Um, Lovely. It's the only thing that's lovely. It's the only thing that's lovely. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really matter um, if I'm here or there. There's nothing. It's like, well, where, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? You know, what, what's calling you? What makes you happy? None of those things make any sense. I just, um, I'm just this stretched out. <laughs> But but there's there, is there no peace or happiness underneath it's, that? Uh, it's yeah. It's a uh, it's it's. Um, or is there something kind of numb? No, it's not numb. It's not, okay. it's like um, I don't have to do this or that or this or that or this or that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I've never been in this place before. I've always been a very decisive person. Yes. I'm going, I'm going, and I'm going to do this. But yes. I've tick, 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 and I've ticked them all off. And it's like... And now... Um, so I don't know... <laughs> yeah. It's really, really living in the total unknown of any identity, any place, any knowledge, any... Ties. And is there a you who's there? Is, um, how solid is the Marie character, you know? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. I, I, I don't Are you her? Is she you? Are you Marie? You know, it's, it's interesting when sometimes people try to engage me in a conversation. I have to sort of flip a switch in order to do it. It's like, okay, you want me to converse? I, I can do that. All right. But I don't have to. Yes. 
And I, I've been a very conversant person. Sure. But um, it doesn't really matter. And um, this whole winter, I was... Um, uh, I had a beautiful place, but it was very cold, so I had many layers on. And I, I would spend many days without speaking or seeing a soul. It was in lots of beauty, but it was very cold, which I really don't like. And I just played my piano and um, learned a fabulous piece of music and just read some, meditated some, just sat a lot. I've never done that. Never done that. So, It's just a big question mark. I've just turned into a question mark, I guess. Does it need to be answered, the question mark? Well, <laughs> there's just the practical, phenomenal, this little, or rather big body-mind has to flop somewhere, and people keep asking me, and I'm going, and, you know, it's like, okay, I could put off um, those decisions, but now... I'm only a few, literally a few days away from making, I have to be somewhere. Yes. So, uh, I get, uh, you can turn the switch and make that happen and find a new home, you know? But I've been, on, it was only in these last couple of days, which I, I think, um, <laughs> Maybe I should uh, make a, a permanent hermitage or something somewhere. Just really because it's just I, I I'm just speechless most of the time. Yes, that's okay if you can find a way to live. And, and it seems it's it's moving that way to find a way to live where you can. You know, get to a supermarket that you're near essential services that you might need. You know but that you can stay alone a bit of time. Because more things have fallen, um, more understanding, uh, more ahas, uh, since I have been in that quiet, cold For sure. stillness than going anywhere. For sure. There's space there. Your attention is freed up. It's not in the story. So maybe that's more where I... I need to be somewhere yes. is actually nowhere. Stay nowhere. Yes, no reference point is fine. Just turn on the switch to create a lifestyle where you can continue to do that. So to find a home where you can stay. And, you know, we all need friends or family or a few people to connect with. Don't cut yourself off completely because we, we don't survive well like that long term mm -hmm. and people move on and they forget us anyway so we kind of have true. to they do of course it's natural so just maintain a few a few ties with, with people that you love and you know continue to give yourself that space oh give yourself space give yourself the space mm -hmm. sure sure find a place with central heating too <laughs> it's okay it's okay what you're talking about is actually natural enough it's the falling away of everything except, mm -hmm. except we don't have an environment that will 
hold you while this process is going on. So we have to set it up for ourselves. So that requires a bit of planning and a bit of re-engaging in the practical world. It can be a pain in the butt, but we have to do it. You know, to set things in place. I think, yeah, I think that must be the biggest resistance is not wanting to, um, yeah, get trapped. Yeah, yeah. If you do get trapped, it'll be a, a trap that will teach you something. Because how else are you going to um, unfold what else, what, what else needs to be explored or examined or released or freed up, seen through? So getting trapped in something is fine. That's how we grow. That's okay. Don't have any resistance to that. I don't want to be trapped anymore. <laughs> you don't want to be tra- Well, you'd have to drop that desire. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because as soon as you say uh, being trapped, that, that, that's the opposite of this rather new picture of getting sucked into this. The, uh, and, and that's not a bad thing. That, that's not the real thing. Uh-huh. The only thing. Yes, yes. So putting walls around, that it feels like uh, the opposite of yes. total availability. Yes, there must be total availability. Yeah. Of course. Spending time alone is good for you, but have no resistance to being trapped. Do those things go together? Of course. (laughs) Here's where they wouldn't go together. If your motivation for being alone is to avoid getting trapped, to avoid your stuff coming up, then that's not a good idea to be alone. But if there's a natural pull to be alone, if it's a natural pull coming from a good, healthy place within you, not avoidance. It just happened naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And now it seems like, well, there's just a big question mark. Yeah. Double check your motivation. And if you're avoiding something, go straight into what you're avoiding. Put yourself in the firing line to see what else will come up. There's no freedom when we have packaged away our garbage in a sealed mm-hmm. container here. That's not freedom. And that's like avoiding. That's avoidance, yeah. That, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So whatever is left, let it dig it up. Let it come. Okay. Mm. a messy um, group of um, contractions that I have around phenomenal stuff. Okay. That's all right. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm um, I'm so uh, I spend a, a kind of vacillate between spending kind of a long period of time kind of in peace 
um, on a, uh, not much attachment to um, the phenomenal part of life. Um, feels very beautiful and like I'm on the path and and then I get um, caught up in uh, contraction around not wanting to deal with the practical part of life mm. um, which seems a little complicated and um, I get that I'm very lucky uh, I have a, a lot of freedom to choose where I am and what I do with my time. Um, and I'm spending lately a lot of time in two places, California and um, the East Coast. Uh, but just the dealing with the daily functioning in our society, it becomes very um, kind of unpleasant for me or like almost unbearable. Like I get is I let things pile up because I don't want to deal with them or I'm just doing other things um, and then they pile up and I, I even as I'm saying it it seems trivial and yet I just really want to I want to look at the um, why this person gets so tense around having to deal with life and I'm trying to simplify things, and yet it seems that the complications just kind of multiply as I try to simplify. It's like, oh, you think you're going to get rid of this? Well, then here, here's, here's another complication that you really have to deal with. And I'd like to, um, I, see, I see that I'm wanting things to be different. And so then the, you know, the mind says, oh, you want things to be different. Well, good luck with that, you know. So I guess that kind of explains what's going on with me. Were you spoiled as a kid? Probably. Mm. <laughs> I think it feels like that. It feels like there's a, there's a reaction that, that you learned somewhere. And it's like, well, I wanted to be like this. I don't want to be like that. That's it. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And it's, it's, it's kind of a spoiled kid syndrome. Um... Okay, sometimes going with this, people have a sense... No, you don't have that. You don't have that, okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so there's a pattern there that resists what you don't like. And what exacerbates it is that you have the freedom to do what you want a lot of the time. That's what exacerbates it. Because then when stuff comes up that you don't want to do, of course, the contrast is huge. But, but somewhere in your system, there's, there's a, a desire for things to be the way you want them to be. And if something is wanting you to do something that you don't want to do, you're reacting. So, so there's some place, there's like an assumption that it, it could be the way I want it to be. It just, it just should be, really. There's like an expectation that it, that it should be easy or it should be a certain way. It feels like it's learned from early childhood. So if this pattern went, if this pattern was dissolved, whatever needs to be done would be done without an emotional reaction. There would be more equanimity around what needs to be done. There wouldn't be an instant, 
I don't like doing that or it's too complicated or I, I can't crank myself up to engage with that or the, the, the emotional reaction, the resistance will drop. Well, well that, makes the, that makes sense, this pattern. Um, there's another factor and that is that I had a very demanding job for 30 years that really required me to um, do a lot of things I didn't want to do. And I was, I was good at it. So in order to be good at it, I really did. It was kind of uh, on my mind all the time, day, night, weekends. I'd wake up thinking about it. I'd wake up at 5 in the morning and get up and start getting ready for the day. And, and so maybe there is an early childhood origin to this, but for most of my adult life, I really did do many things I didn't want to do. Um, and but so, you felt the resistance while you were doing them? I felt it at first, and then I would just start, and then and then would, there would be a flow eventually, but it would be like stopping, starting. Yeah, there would be resistance, then I would do them, then I would say, oh, okay, this is paying off. But it was, you know, a rocky a thing yeah. for many, many years, and so now that I don't have to do that job anymore, that yes, the resistance is coming up around things that are much easier um, yeah, the resistance is very so it's, old. It's the pattern of the resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's and very I, old. I, I would appreciate any. Um, I get the idea that um, dropping. There's been a lot of things that have dropped in the last few years. Um, so I'm. Anything you can offer to me to to look at this or deal with it, I'd, I'd appreciate. Okay, so we've identified resistance. How do you get out, get out of resistance? Because if you're running that energy, that emotion, what are you getting out of that? Um, the word rebellion comes to mind. Uh, when I was... So when I was young, I was... Um, I kind of knuckled under or bowed to the authorities, like my father, but I was inwardly rebellious, and then I was outwardly rebellious, so it's kind of fun to be rebellious, but now there's the only thing to rebel against is myself, <laughs> you know? So there's some, I guess there's some um, old, old um, enjoyment in rebellion. Yes. Yes, some part of you is enjoying the fight, for sure. Yeah, but you're only hurting yourself. There's, there's nobody at the other end of it now noticing that you're more visible because you're fighting or, you know, you're, you're not rebuilding a rebellious identity for anybody to, to reflect it back to you, you know? You're in a different phase of life, but the pattern is still there. Mm -hmm. You're just hurting yourself with it now. So that rebel, where is she? Well, I would I would say the rebel is an um, an identity. Um, that I enjoyed, maybe I'm clinging to, or 
still operating, is still um, operating in this body-mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a... Um, she's nowhere, really, other than as a concept or an old pattern. Exactly. Exactly. She's an old pattern. Mm-hmm. It might be good to... Um, there's a lot of different exercises we can do to get closure on something, but it might be good to actually address, address that rebel... Yeah, this isn't the first time she's come up. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I actually a bunch of stuff around came up around her a couple of years ago, and I did I did see her. Yeah, I did address her. Yeah, and so then and then I guess I thought she was okay, but um, apparently she's back. Yeah, she's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she still thinks she's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you say um, it would be good to address, yeah, address her? absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, to get closure and to let her die off and thank her for bringing you this far. But, but to let that energy leave. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we can talk to patterns like this because we're story-making machines. We function from story so well. We can talk to a pattern and it literally changes. Literally changes. You know? I've experienced that many times. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so I would talk to her, and at the end of the conversation, you need to thank her, and both of you must be happy for her to die off. She's done. She's done. Okay. You might, might find yourself needing to talk to the little kid as well, who was used to getting her own way, when it might have better suited her to, like, sorry, you have to muck in, tough, tough your kicking and screaming, but actually you're going to have to do this. You know, so that she saw that her resistance didn't always work. You know, but her resistance worked when she was a little one for sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Get closure on those patterns so that you can, that you can really be in a place of you know, it so is not working to run this pattern anymore. You've got to be in that place. Okay, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it means kind of relearning relearning to approach something like filing your taxes you know without resistance it's like okay I can do that I can crank up resistance to this and this becomes much more difficult and I have all this head wrecking stuff going on as well as the task to do or I can just make a start and just do the task so just to come at something with that open availability like you do with the parts of your life that you enjoy it's like bringing that framework to the parts that Make that feel sticky. And life will present loads of them, as you know. It does. Life is full of complex, pain-in-the-butt stuff. But, but our attitude to it, we have complete control over that. What's the attitude that you bring to it? So the, I don't want to do that, I don't like doing that, that package of desire can go. It's just desire pushing something away when... You can do any task with, with, with openness if you don't have that attitude towards it, if those thoughts aren't cranked up and fueled. Okay. Makes sense? Talk makes total sense. Yeah, great. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome.
You doing okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was. Uh, it's a shame. <laughs> Do come on up. There's something there. There's something yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was an intense day for me yesterday. I don't get headaches very often. I had bad headache just, and I, um, you know, I allowed a level of support from friends in that I haven't in a long time, mm. and uh, that was rich. And I felt the part of me that doesn't want to take up space or doesn't, you know, want to deserve that. And, um, Bring the mic a little closer. Yeah, thank you. I think what's most alive in me right now is um, during the meditation this morning, I had the sense of this presence in me, and it was a very loving presence, and, it, and I felt the heaviness in my body and in, in my process and everything that I'm doing with, and there was this presence that was just kind of smiling at me and kind of winking and telling me it's okay, and and, you know, it's okay to lighten up in it, and, and, um, and I felt the, and it's funny, at first I felt a little shyness in the presence, and then it, and then it was more that it was willing to meet my shyness, it was willing to, to mirror be where, you know, where I, I was. So it's a, but it was just interesting to feel this sense of presence or consciousness in a way that I, mm-hmm. I, I felt it as opposed to, it, it wasn't of the mind. Ah. It, it was a, 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 it had a feeling that I hadn't felt before, and that's why I think it's alive in me this morning. That's why you well, think it, it's alive in it's me. It's alive in me. Yeah, that it's yeah. Huh. Um, Would it be true to say that you you accessed another part of yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's. <laughs> That's beautiful. It is. It's, it is a, a good thing, and I'm. I don't know. I don't know why it's. Messing a little bit with my sense of of who am I? <laughs> ah, good. Tell me more. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, am I that presence, or is the presence just mirroring me, or am I the projection of the presence? Is the projection of the presence of me? And and I can feel that there's. You know, I can feel the duality in it. You know, that there's something that wants to merge between the two. Um, like, um, almost, it, the merging feels more like a time collapsing than a, huh. okay. than a am I it, or is, you know, you know, that it's, they just somehow want to move together, and that's all that really feels important. And it's 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 very 
what's going on in this mind-body in the moment. It's just been a while since I've spoken from that place. And I'm grateful that that's coming back in. Nurture it a little bit. Cultivate it. Nurture it. I think that's what had me get in the chair. It's like there was this sense that I just don't want to go to sleep on that opening, whatever that was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because access to it will, 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 you know, will cave in unless we work to make the route a bit wider, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's, it's not a have to, it's not an obligation, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, you know, just sinking into the deeper part of myself, you know, mm-hmm. any time, any place, a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. And some sadness around it right now, and it feels, just the awareness of how much I haven't lived from that place. Sometimes my reference point is watching how children play and how they, there's like a sense of awareness but not a sense of past or future. And, and I love that innocence of no judgment of what's, what it's doing, what's happening. character is softer, there's access to the presence. Yeah. 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 Unsuspecting, just coming Friday night and being here now, just something very unsuspecting feels like it's opening just Gratitude for that. Emerging with something old, you know, that hasn't sat in in a while. And like,
Yes. Yes. And it's okay to have that sadness come, you know, yeah. the sadness of, of the reuniting, the reconnection to something deeper within yourself. Of course, there's a, there's a grief, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to come, you know. It's just so much with my life from trying to get rid of the grief so that I could join you know it's like you know and I would have a clearing and it was like oh this is a good time to join and have a clearing and have an opening you know and not feeling you know yes. the grief the attachment of the old and that it would always come up yes I can't because then our mind is after it you know it's much softer. It, it opens when the mind isn't so busy. Whereas if we, if we set up, you know, scenarios of what would happen or what would help, okay, I'll go into that. I'll put the grief aside. I'll connect with that. It usually doesn't work because it's contrived. You know, yeah. it's not sustainable. We might touch something, but it's not sustainable. It's much more subtle and organic, and the mind has to just get out of the way, and then it's all there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But this time the the. the the grief that you're feeling is actually coming out. I can see it leaving your energy field. It's, you're, it's going, actually. Yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Mm. In my mind, so what's next? <laughs> yes. It will always want something. <sighs> Already, it's like okay, this beautiful experience. More, 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 more. more. You know, it's, it's what it does. Now it's like okay, mind, that's you. But you know, this is what's happening. This is fine. Just stay with what is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like. Um opportunity to trust something that I've wanted to trust for a long time. It's like when I get to get that car out of the garage, you know, just yes. trusting that thing that you know, all the teachers and experiences and all the things along the way have showed me the kindness of this place or the benevolence of being here but it's like to really like okay I'm going to jump out of the you know to really like go on that level and interest it and uh, oof, 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 oof. Yeah. It's, it's an important part when there's a shift like that and, and there's access to a, a new depth and you feel it integrating because what was in the way is dissolving which is what you're talking about it's actually 
totally natural that, that, that you want to see others because it's like consciousness has to see itself in this new way. It has to look out from this form, from that deeper place. And it, it, wants, it needs to be met from its new place. It's part of anchoring it. You know, it's part of anchoring where he's dropped into. And that's probably part of the reason, too, of why I often say, like, when we're coming out of some kind of meditation, it's like, let your perception behind, you know? Just, just bring just enough attention to, to participate so that, so that pure consciousness doesn't have to put on all the mask of the persona of what I should do and how I should be and what's expected of me and my hat of being professional. It's like, hold on, actually, let it be raw. Let it be raw. So we have to step out of the way and let it be raw, just that natural depth of whatever you can access, letting that live. So, so in this moment, it's, it, it, he's, or consciousness is just trying to have itself witnessed. It's like, can this, can this inner part of me connect with the exterior world? So it's, it's almost like an experiment of consciousness. Is it going to put back up the guy? You know, who has this thing locked away, or or is it exposing its its new new reality that it has accessed through this body mind? You know, it's beautiful, huh? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. 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 It's so much it would identify with a, a new position and use that to to give itself what it thought it needed. Yes. And ironically, it's about being naked, you know. Yeah. And it's only you feel naked because everybody else is just absorbed about themselves anyway. You know? <laughs> like, you know, that's how we are. Now we completely, we're just, just completely self-absorbed, you know. So that's how it works. It's yeah. all right. It's yeah. Right, you know? I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's only you recognize that 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 the, the presence, what you're calling presence, is the thing that's meeting others here now. It's much more natural, you know, than the older way of being. It's much more natural. Yeah. It requires less effort. Yeah. Yeah. There's no games, you know, there's no hiding, there's no pretense. There's blind spots, but, you know, we, we, we just work to dissolve those when they come up, and that's it. It's pretty simple, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice losing the rules. Oh, is it what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They get played then, you know, when they're required. It's a it's a function. It's not a place to hide or, you know. Yeah. If you need to be a dad, you need to be a dad. And, but it's easy. It's easy. There's no fakeness in it. It's just another aspect of of living yeah. living a life. Honoring the role that it needs to be in that moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's integrity in that. There's integrity in that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well here, done. Here we go. <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> but yeah. That's great. Mm. Thank you, Jackie. Sure, you're welcome. Bye bye.
think I just need a little clarity. Um, and I want to talk about the meditations yesterday and today in the morning. Yet you were talking about the space and then going beyond the space to the vastness. Um, I, there was a little bit of that yesterday, but today there was more of it. But and and the space took in the light. It took in people, flowers, trees. It's hard to put this in words, but what we always go to is the space. It was just the same as this or that or anything. Okay. Light was part of all that. The vastness was, and I, I, could, I didn't have the word before Patrick used it. He said emptiness. Yes. It's just empty. Yes. But it would, again, it's the words. It's, it would like expand and then contract. It might expand and there. What I was, I guess, what I'm getting at, it was, it wouldn't stay. It didn't stay. I'd go back to the space, or then the mind would come in and say something. Could you? I just need to clarify something. Um, could you remove the concept of space? Could you remove all sense of? Location. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I don't think I could. Sometimes the vastness would replace it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that it didn't stay. So while I was hearing everyone else talk, it was like there's some resistance to that, to not letting go of the space and the yes. flowers and the people. And yes. There's a resistance, and I don't know if it's fear. I don't remember experiencing it before, the resistance. Okay. Uh, in North Carolina, or yeah. Vancouver, I don't remember yes. having, sensing a resistance. Yes, and, and those other times, you were clear that there was nothing. There, there is nothing. Yeah. So, was there space in the nothing, or was it really nothing? No, it was nothing. Okay. Empty. Okay. Yeah. Empty, nothing. but not lacking in something. Right. right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then, when we go back to the concept of space... Huh. Interesting, huh? It's like for the concept of space to be transcended. It's like you can go beyond it. Your perception is able to go beyond it. But when we actually take it on and transcend it, it's hitting up against something. Is that what you're saying? When I'm... Okay. When I'm trying to go beyond it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Or I'm trying to go beyond that whole idea of space, light, yes. everything. Yes. Everything that this body mind knows. Yes. Or is aware of. Yes. Yes. That it, 
there's some resistance in staying in that place. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. It's like, it, this is kind of just for other people to just draw an analogy. It's like when, um, when somebody, you know, wakes up too young or something, or they see too much and they don't have experience of life, or there's, you know, this can happen. There's like some, some oh, you'd see it in some, some where, where like desire isn't transcended and it comes out through like a, a kind of a pretty unhealthy sexual practice with some old guru or something. Do you know the way sometimes things went a little bit kind of strange? Something wasn't cleared. The truth was seen, but the work wasn't done at all the levels. You know how that can happen? And you have to kind of go back and do it. So here we've got like, here we've got like a barber who, you know, it's, it's broken through. There's, it's, it's very clear that, that you know what's real and what's not real. But yet, when we go back and look at the, the building blocks of what makes the unreality appear real, even though you know it's not real, the building blocks themselves are still a bit there's still a bit of concrete holding them together. Still something holding them together. So it's, it, it's really good to do this. It's like, okay, thump. What's beyond it has no problem, but sometimes we have to go back into the trenches and just, just like, hmm, what's hiding there? What's hiding there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not sure what is hiding there. Yes. What it, what it is, that, what is that little bit of cement or yes. glue? It's not cement, it's glue. Okay. That's kind of making it sticky. Making it a bit sticky. Yeah. Yeah. And the word fear comes up because, because I'm, that's been an issue for me my whole life, you know? Kind of run me, ran me for a long time. Okay. I don't feel that so much anymore, but there could be still something there too. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Yes. Um, this might sound very kind of etheric, but I wonder if if fear came in. If if fear came in when that concept of space was believed into existence. With all of the other things that I'm seeing within space, the space. Yeah, they all appear then. They follow on once space is there. It's like, woof. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. It's all there. Yeah. All at one time. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, like, something doesn't come in and go out. It's just there. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like as, as consciousness, it's not, it's not a, it's like the knock-on effect of, of that fear that came in at space. Sure, it makes sense that it would have bled into the Barbara character's experience of life, but the root of it isn't in her life at all. The root, root of it is, 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 you'll find it in consciousness. It's like an imprint in consciousness. That's where we'll find it. Am I making any sense? Not this last thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To them. Okay. Um, sometimes, sometimes we find the root of something in our lives, 
But sometimes the root of it isn't in your life at all. It's actually like an imprint from consciousness. You know, you can kind of clear something in your life and you're like, I've done all the work and the freaking thing is still there, you know? Like, every now and then you find that. And I just can't clear this issue. It's like, it doesn't make sense. You know, and we can say, okay, let's see if it's past life, da, da, da. And it's like, you know, that, that's just putting another kind of story on it. Pull, pull, pull right back, right back to, the, to the, the source of all of it. And, you know, this clean, clean trajectory of, of how consciousness rolls out manifestation. Very often you can find that as a concept came in, as, as, mm, as, as creation, as manifestation was beginning to make itself possible and visible, that that's where that energy started. That's where those energies began. That's where they began. Yeah. Right. That, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a component of the concept of space being believed into existence. Because it's a, it's a density, no? It's, it's consciousness mm-hmm. getting denser as it's creating manifestation. Right. You know? So mm-hmm. you'd probably find that it's... Fear itself, it's not fear of something, it's just fear. fear. Not attached to any subject object because we're not quite in there. We need space to have subject object, to have things. I just have chills. You get chills? Yes. yes. We're on it. What are you saying now? We're on it, yeah. 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 So it would just understanding this it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, because the understanding of it kind of opens some capacity we have, and I guess there's a neurological reflection that that has to open too. But but kind of expanding and seeing, seeing, visualizing, putting a story on maybe mm, the mm, do backtrack. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to explain this without putting a story from the dualistic world in. As, as we gain an understanding of how the concept of space was believed into existence, by consciousness actually, it just kind of appeared and, and it, it, because it appeared, the believability part of it allowed it to manifest and all that can manifest thump, as a context. That, that mechanism of how space was first uh, born or existence tied itself to a concept called space. There, there, seeds of fear were there. So you as pure consciousness can find the source of fear there. And through the expansion of, of that comes with, with accessing that event, because you're prior to it, you see. So you can actually somehow find the zone of where space is believed into the concept of space happens. That's where you'll find fear. Okay. Yeah. So is it just in the understanding of it? Yeah, it's like you find the zone. You know, it doesn't, it's not our practical common sense mind. It's like some part of us knows this, recognizes this. 
And in the seeing of it, it brings some knowledge here into the body-mind. And so the freeway between pure consciousness and it manifesting as the Barbara woman gets clearer. It's, it's clearer. The glue is gone. And that's what makes it dissolve. There isn't that stumbling block of fear that, that has, has power to, to kind of bend the trajectory of pure consciousness. Do you know? Yeah. Do you all have chills? <laughs> yeah. Um, in this whole, well, I don't even want to call it a picture, but it was this knowing of space and consciousness before the vastness. It was like everything that ever was or will be yes. was part of that. Yes. And I can't, yeah, that's, that's where I can't explain it. Okay. Um, is that yeah. the... Oh, no, I was just, even though once in a while there was something that I could describe, but most of the time it was just everything in this space with light and everything. Yeah, I think I can work on that. Yeah, I think you can access it too. It feels like you can access it. Yeah. So it makes sense now the way yeah. I experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in that zone time isn't linear, you know? Time time collapses. Right. You know? Yeah, there was Yeah. Because that was what there was everything. Yes. That's right. There's everything. Sense. Yeah. Before, after. I mean those words popped in, but it was the mind kind of coming in and out. Yeah, I can do I think I can work on it. Super. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Will we do lunch? Okay. Yeah? Good time?